Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, movie fans. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. Thanks also to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for featuring this episode as one of their staff picks all day tomorrow. We really appreciate it. And we have a great show for you today, dear listeners, because we'll be trying to answer a very important question. Is George Clooney the last great movie star? And to help answer that question, we'll listen again to Kimberly Potts talk about her biography of the Oscar-winning actor. And we'll also hear from some of Clooney's fans. Then we'll get updated on his two upcoming films, Gravity and The Monuments Men. Both are already earning Oscar buzz, which proves that another look at Clooney's impressive career is quite timely. But before we hear from Kimberly, let's... uh, Check with Nikki Starr to see if everything is ready in the chat room. Nikki, are all systems go in the chat? They are, and I'm actually excited for this show because I have a few things to say, so I'm excited, and everything's ready to go. Well, I'm so glad, and I see that we all that we already have uh, our very loyal listener, Nancy Lombardo from Comedy mm-hmm. Concepts, and uh, we'd like to welcome you, Nancy, and to congratulate you on your um, performance at the Friars Club fundraiser mm-hmm. last night. And, li- dear listeners, please check out Nancy Lombardo's very funny con- comedy concepts show right here on Blog Talk Radio on Friday mornings at 9 Eastern Time and Monday mornings, most Monday mornings at 9 Eastern Time. Uh, you'll be sorry if you miss comedy concepts. It's a wonderful show with lots of music and laughs and the great talent of Nancy Lombardo. Well, now back to the topic of the day. I wanted to tell you a little bit about uh, Kimberly Potts' biography of Clooney. Uh, She really has done a wonderful job presenting fascinating details and behind-the-scenes information about the man she calls the last great movie star. After taking readers back to Clooney's early years, Kimberly then explains how this small-town boy used his good looks, charm, and personal ethics on his journey to becoming a serious actor, writer, producer, director, and humanitarian. She also explores Clooney's outspoken nature, his concern for others, and his involvement in important causes. Now, you know, Clooney's amazing acting career includes experience in over 70 films and TV series. He's earned Academy Award nominations for The Descendants, Michael Clayton, Up in the Air, Syriana, The Ides of March, and Good Night and Good Luck. He won a Best Supporting Oscar for Syriana and shares a Best Picture Oscar as a producer of last year's Argo. 
His television credits are also impressive, as indicated by roles in such series as ER, Sisters, and Roseanne. But is George Clooney truly the last great movie star? Well, let's listen to our original interview with Kimberly from a few years ago as she fields questions from some of Clooney's fans and see if she proves her case. But first I should mention that she's written several other books, including Everything I Need to Know I Learned from a Chick Flick. What a great title for a book. She's also contributed to such outlets as TV Guide, U.S. Weekly, Inside TV, E-Online, and Daily Variety. So let's bring Kimberly on right now. Hi, Kimberly. Welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters. Hi, Betty. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm very excited to have you as a guest because I am one of George Clooney's fans, and uh, I also have written a biography about a celebrity, so I know how hard <laughs> it is to do, but you should be very proud of your book. Uh, it's I, I just absolutely loved it. What was your biggest challenge in writing this biography? Um, just, you know, I, the, one of the reasons I wanted to write the book was just because I think, um, people kind of look at, at certain segments of George Clooney's career and, and when you look at it overall, it's, it's a pretty fascinating story. And, um, so then the challenge of that, of course, was with the research. There was a lot <laughs> to research because he's been in Hollywood probably a lot longer than most people realize. Oh, I, I know it. Uh, people probably don't know that he st- started out back in, television i think he was on the roseanne show Mm -hmm. Um, i saw him first i think on on sisters so he's built up a a lot of uh, items to put on his resume you know what kimberly we already have a caller i think let's go ahead and take a call uh and i should remind listeners that the call-in number is 646-478-5668 but let's check this first caller Hello, 619. You're on the air with Kimberly Potts and Betty Jo Tucker at Movie Addict Headquarters. Who's calling? Hello, stay, ladies. How are you doing? This oh, is hi. Who is this? Diana. This is Diana, Diana Sanger, and Diana's been one of our uh, guests on the show before, Kim. She uh, has just won a, an award for her website, Classic Movie Guide, for being one of the finest uh, entertainment sites on the web in the San Diego area. Uh, Thanks for calling in, Diana. Do you have a question for Kimberly? I sure do. Hi, Kimberly. Hi there, and congratulations on your award. That's that's amazing. Thank you. Well, congratulations on this beautiful book. I'm sitting here looking at it. It's gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Um, I have two questions for you. Okay. (laughs) From seeing and interviewing the elusive George, Number one, is he the sexiest man alive? <laughs> and and number two, what about him surprised you the most? Um, well, we didn't actually get to interview him for the book. Um, he kind of has his own projects working, and, and uh, a couple of his relatives and friends also have projects coming. So um, we did it based on research and talking with people that he had worked with. Um, although I can say I, I don't think there's really any doubt in anyone's mind if, that he is, in fact, the sexiest man alive. I think all of us could answer that. Um, uh, the, I vote. I vote for him. You vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never heard anyone vote no to that yet. Um, as far as the, the most surprising thing, 
I think, again, even, and I knew, you know, and again, it was part of the reason I wanted to write the book was was to um, kind of explore the fact that he had had this career that has lasted and started a lot sooner than most of us realize. But even I was surprised when I really delved into it at just, you know, what a, a struggle it was for him early on. He actually moved to Los Angeles in 1982, and then the success with ER, which was really what, what set his career off on the path that it sits on now, wasn't until 1994. So he was there, you know, a good dozen years before really achieving success. And that's pretty amazing because when you look back at those early TV guest spots that he did on shows like Riptide and even when he was, you know, getting bigger parts on The Facts of Life and Roseanne, I still don't think that there was anyone other than him who would have, you know, would have believed that this person was ever going to win an Oscar and then be nominated um, as a director for an Oscar. So it's it's just a pretty fascinating story, I think. Well, it sure sounds like it. And, and very, I wish you very much good luck with your book. Thank you so much, Diane. I'm going to check out your website. Thank you. D- uh, Diana, give your, uh, the URL to your website so our listeners can it's, hear it and Kimberly can check it out. It's classicmovieguide.com. Great. That's classic, C-L-A-S-S-I-C, classicmovieguide.com. Well, Diana, I know you're a busy lady, but thank you very much for calling in, and we'll be talking to you later, I hope. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, that was so nice of Diana to call. I think she's that a big nice. George Clooney fan. And we all we have another caller, so why don't we take this call right now? Let's see if we can get this person on the line. Okay, I'm trying. <laughs> Hello, seven seven three. Thank you for holding. You're on the air with Kimberly Potts and Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters. Who who are we speaking with? Hi, Betty Jo and Kimberly. My name is Lily. Uh, I'd like to ask a question. Lily? Hi, Lily. Hi. I'm fine. Um, Anybody, you said George Clooney was on ER, right? Did anybody anybody know that he was on Head of the Class also? No, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I used to watch that show. He was on there too, Head of the Class. Oh, for heaven's sakes, Lily. Thank you for (laughs) calling our attention to that. I didn't realize that. He's been on more more things than we even dreamed of. Yeah, I know. Like Roseanne, you know, like she said, ER. Mm -hmm. And he's been doing a lot. He's a a good actor, you know. I watch a lot of his movies, so. What's your favorite one, Lily? Uh, My favorite movie, Ocean's uh, Eleven. That is a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's favorite. a pop. It's certainly a popular one. Yeah, that's he my favorite. He built up his fan base with, uh, with that. Uh, Lily, can you stay on the line for a little while? I see we have another caller. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would it be all right if we took this next call? Okay. Okay, Lily. Thank you. Thank you, Lily. Okay. Five one six. Hello. You're on the air with Kimberly Potts and Betty Jo. Hi. How are you? headquarters. Who is speaking? My name is Brett. Brett? Hi, how are you? How are you, Brett? I'm great. Do you have a question for Kimberly? Yes. You say that George Clooney is the last great movie star? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that because of his his unique, you know, classic style that separates him from everyone else? That's definitely a big part of it, Um, and I don't think there – you know, if you take just that one aspect, there probably are a few other stars who have that that kind of classic leading man good look. But I think – and the reason I really believe that he is the last great movie star is he's kind of the overall package of 
the classic leading man looks. He's willing to, uh, you know, he makes the big popcorn kind of movies, but is also willing to take a pay cut to make the smaller movies that, that maybe may not make as much money, but that he's really passionate about. He has a very good reputation as being a great co-worker, both with his castmates and crew. Um, he's someone who understands that, that working in Hollywood, and especially at his level, is just as much of, of being smart about the business side of things as well as, mm-hmm. as kind of enjoying the perks of being a celebrity. He's very gracious with with fans and um, uh, with journalists. He understands that there's a certain amount of publicity that goes along with everything. And I think when you just put all of those things together, there really is no one else like him. And unfortunately, I don't really see anyone else uh, in the younger stars like that either. Now, I saw the movie Michael Clayton a few weeks ago, and I thought that, you know, it, it was built up to be, you know, a very, a very good drama, and I was I was very disappointed uh, by the movie. I thought that George Clooney was kind of misused, mm-hmm. and, um, I mean, now, like, this past weekend, I saw American Gangster, which is three hours long. It was probably one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Now, you take actors like Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe. What separates them from George Clooney? Um, Denzel Washington, I don't think there is much that separates them. He, I would call him a really a great movie star, too. I think he, unfortunately, hasn't had as much exposure as George Clooney and and hasn't had the publicity, maybe, that George, certainly not, that George Clooney has. Um, I don't think George Clooney is any better actor than Denzel Washington by any means. With Russell Crowe, you know, unfortunately you you have to look at the tabloid aspect of his career, and it's huge. And, um, you know, people are always going, no matter what he does, no matter how many Oscars he wins, and I have no doubt that he has another six or seven at least uh, Oscar caliber performances or Oscar winning performances in his future. But people are never going to be able to separate the tabloid phone-throwing hotel incident uh, and Russell Crowe. Right. From his career, so and with Clooney and um, and Denzel Washington, that's just not the case. They are those classic leading men who, again, understand they have to be gracious with publicity and with fans, and and also obviously are incredibly talented. And with Denzel Washington, as as with Clooney, they're both in front of the camera and behind as directors and producers. So, and I agree with you. American Gangster was an incredible movie. Well, now, all three of these yes, actors, uh, Brett, that you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, are. Uh, very charismatic, and I think that's one thing that they they all three have in common. They sort of command our attention whenever they they come on screen. But well, thank you, Brett, for calling. We really appreciate it, and maybe we can do a, a program on uh, Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe uh-huh. one of these days, and you can call back in. Okay. I have one last question. Your name is Betty Joe Tucker. Right. Are you related to Matt Tucker? No, I, not that I know of. <laughs> oh, okay, just just curious. Well, thanks again for calling in. And Rhett. feel free to tune into my show this Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And what show is that, Brad? World Talk Live. World Talk Live. Okay, thanks uh-huh. for thanks for calling and letting us know, and we'll we'll hope to hear from you again. Bye bye. All right, thank you very much. Thank you, Brett. Lily, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Did you have one more question? And then we're going to go ahead with the uh, interview uh, that uh, was originally scheduled. All right. What what else would you like to ask Kimberly? Well, 
I think what Kimberly's doing is very great, you know, writing this book, the biography of George Clooney. And I think she was right when she made that point to that gentleman just called that he has more exposure now, yes. George Clooney, than mm-hmm. Russell Crowe or, you know, any other actor, any other actor that's out there. And, you know, he's 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 coming up from, he, you know, if you look at his younger days from, like she said, from sister or head of the class or ER, and look at him, look at him now, he turned into a major superstar. You know, he's a big superstar. He's, he certainly is. That, yeah. That's a very, very good point. Well, he is. So, I well, mean, thank you very much for calling in, Lily, okay. and um, we'll hope that you call call back on another program, too, and we'll hope to hear from you again. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, Lily. All right, thanks. I was wondering, Kimberly, that you can see how many fans George Clooney has and how he much does. people are interested in your book. But what were some of the surprises, your biggest surprises, as you were doing research about uh, George Clooney and his life and his career? What were your biggest surprises that you came up with? Well, you know, you um, always, I think anybody who's who's read any kind of feature interview with George Clooney, you always hear about how well-liked he is um, amongst his co-stars and um, not just with the cast but with the crew members. And, um, you know, that it's kind of you always wonder, well, is that a publicity thing or is it really true? And um, I really didn't find anything to the contrary of that. He is very, very uh, well-liked on all of his movie sets, and it's a, a well-deserved relationship that he has with these people. He's very protective of the crew members. You know, there's a, a story in the book about when he made the movie Three Kings and didn't get along with the movie's director. That was um, David Russell. Was David Russell. And part of that, a big part of the reason that led to their ultimate fight on the on the set was because he felt that David Russell was treating the crew members badly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think that adds to also you know, the the kind of moniker of, of making him the, the last great movie star in Hollywood, there aren't a lot of people at that level who who feel they have to stick up for the crew members. Um, and I don't think there are a lot of them who would, um, but it's something that he's done consistently. So, the you know, the I think he has a reputation of being a nice guy, and it's very well-deserved. And um, a, a lot of the time when you hear those kind of things, it isn't always true, but it really is with him. So that was a surprise to you. You thought a lot of that might have been just uh, PR. Yes, I, I, and I think it is a lot of the time when you hear it um, about various people, but it, it really doesn't doesn't seem to be with him. There weren't, I guess, that um, the overall biggest surprise is that there weren't that many surprises. You know, there, okay. aren't, there aren't a lot of skeletons rattling around there. Uh, what you see, I think, is what you get with him, which is, again, part of this, the reason that uh, people find him so endearing. Well, have you received any reactions from him after the book was published? We haven't yet. I know that um, we sent a copy to his publicist, um, but we we haven't heard anything yet. Welcome to the club. It's been um, a couple of years now since my Susan Sarandon book, and I have yet to hear from her. But my husband tells me to be happy about that because at least I wasn't sued. (laughs) That's true. That is (laughs) Whenever you're writing about some uh, somebody, you know <laughs> that uh, something in the book might not sit just right with them. So, so I guess if we don't hear anything, no news is good news, it's right? Good. Exactly. Do you exactly. know we have another caller? So you're very, very popular. Let's take this call now and see what question comes up. 
Hello, 303. Thanks for, hold, thanks for holding. You're on the air with Kimberly Potts and Betty Jo Tucker at Movie Attic Headquarters. Hi, Betty Jo and Kimberly. This is Denise in Conifer, Colorado. Another Colorado one. Thank you, Denise, for calling in again. Do you yes. have a question for Kimberly? Yes, I do. Um, I think the great actors, were great movie stars were from the golden era. Who could you compare George Clooney to of that period, and why? Great question. That is a great question. Thank you, Denise. Um, I, well, I think I agree with the person that he is most often compared to, which is Cary Grant. And, um, you know, honestly, I think one of the reasons that people make that comparison, why it pops into their minds, first of all, is because they both look so great in tuxedos. <laughs> <laughs> look at pictures of the two of them side by side in a tuxedo. It just, you know, I think George Clooney could, could go back in time and, and be right at home with uh, with Cary Grant. But I also think it, it's the same kind of thing where, um, you know, Cary Grant was, he had the classic leading man good looks, but he was also a very gracious person, both with his celebrity and, and just in his personal life. And um, there were a lot of, along with George Clooney, there are a lot of humanitarian efforts. Um, they use their celebrity for charity events. Obviously, both incredibly talented people um, and t- incredibly talented actors. And just had a good reputation both amongst the fans, amongst their coworkers, uh, amongst anybody that they ever worked with. And that may sound like a simple thing, but it really, it really isn't. And when you, you know, just to try to come up with a list of of other actors, other celebrities in Hollywood who kind of steer clear of tabloid coverage and who aren't on the um, the cover of the magazines every week for that kind of behavior, it's, you're hard pressed to come up with a list. And and that really does set Clooney apart. And and I think, you know, again, makes him kind of that that old classic Hollywood movie star that there just aren't that many of anymore. Well, and I think part of it is that we didn't know very much about the old movie stars. And maybe mm-hmm. that is, like you're saying about George Clooney, he's a little bit mysterious. You know, he he's not on the tabloids all the time, just like, you know, they, they kept things pretty quiet back in the golden era where we were allowed to admire and adore them we didn't have to know all their dirty laundry. That's very true. And and that actually speaks to what I was saying earlier, that kind of one of the biggest surprises of writing the book was that there weren't that many surprises. And, you know, let's be, let's be honest with someone at George Clooney's level, it's probably not because people haven't tried to find out some dirt on him. I think it just isn't there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably right. Well, well thank you very much. Oh, Denise, thank you so much and uh, for that uh, wonderful question. And we really appreciate you calling in and call in again. I will. Thank you. Bye, Denise. Bye. Bye, Kimberly. That's great. We start to get regular callers. I love that, and I love the people to call in. Thank you so much for the three of you who have called. I wondered what your favorite George Clooney performances were. I really couldn't tell that from your book, which shows how objective you are, Kimberly. Um, if, wow. To narrow it down to one, I would probably have to say Out of Sight, um, which is just oh. a great, stylish movie. He had such incredible chemistry with uh, Jennifer Lopez. And I think it was the first movie for me um, where I thought, you know, he obviously was great on ER, and it was clear that, that he was a huge TV star, but he still hadn't really had a big success either box office-wise or critical-wise with um, with the movies. And that was the first one that 
that really made me say, wow, this guy, he definitely is a movie star too. Um, but I also, and I didn't get to, to say this to Brett, but I actually really did love Michael Clayton. Yes, um, I did too. I, I did too, very much. I think he was incredible. I think he should, and I, I, I would be surprised if he doesn't get another Oscar nomination for it. Um, but I think the thing with that maybe was that people were expecting it to be more of a political, um, legal thriller. And it really, I remember when we left, when I saw it with my husband and we left the thriller or the theater, he said, you know, that's really just a great character study. And I think that's true. It was kind of marketed a little, a little oddly because it really, it does have some legal thriller aspects, um, but it really is a great character study and he is just fantastic in it. I thought so, and he's on my list of uh, actors that I'm going to recommend for uh, any kind of an award that he can get for that particular role. But my very favorite George Clooney performance was a quirky one. It was his uh, role in Old Brother, (laughs) Where Art Thou? I thought he was hilarious in that. I still see him doing the lip-syncing to Man of Constant Sorrow and his up there on the stage and his big brown <laughs> eyes just dancing. And he brought so much energy and humor and uh, humanism to that role. Uh, it's really one of my favorite performances of all time for any actor, to tell you the truth. What did you think about him in that movie? I love that movie, too. And um, he... The, everything from the accent to the Dapper Dan man line, which is, is the line that I always remember most from that movie, and it just will make me laugh just hearing that line. He really was great in it, and I think that was another movie where it showed a different aspect of, um, you know, he was always kind of the smart aleck character, and he had that down very well on TV and in a couple of movie roles. But it was beyond that. It was a very smart, clever performance and you know he took a lot of care and uh in the book i talk about it a little bit he wanted to get the accent down really well so he had an uncle um who lived in in the kentucky area where he grew up uh record a tape for him because he had the accent that he wanted to capture for the role so he had his uncle record a, a tape just talking for him and then he'd listen to it over and over again until he could get the accent down himself and that's really a big part of i think why that his performance works so well is because of he has the accent down really well and it's just i agree with you it's i think it's probably his funniest role even more so than the oceans movies yes i i agree uh, Kimberly, what's the most important thing you'd like people to know about you and your book? Um, well, I think, as you know, it you know it, there was a lot of effort put into it, a lot of work. Um, it was really important to me not, you know, to um, – I, I wasn't trying to write a book that was going to be sensationalistic or that was going to have any shocking revelations. I just wanted to write a good book that was a good overview of his entire career, uh, because, again, I think that is the most surprising thing and the thing that a lot of people don't know, just how long he worked to have the career that he has. Um, it was very thoroughly researched, and, uh, you know, I think I tried to paint a picture both of his career and of who he is as a person. He's very colorful, very funny, very well-liked, um, very caring, very close to friends and family, loyal guy who's worked very, very hard for very long time to get where he is, and it's it's just a fascinating story to me. Well, I found it to be just just a, a great entertaining book, and I think it's a must-read 
for Clooney fans and for anyone who's interested in going behind the scenes to learn more about uh, his movies. Do you have any projects that you're working on now that you want to mention? Uh, well, I do, um, I'm still writing for the websites that you mentioned, movies.com. Um, I write a, a daily movie news roundup there every morning, so you can check that out there. Um, and I write every day for AOL TV also. It's a good place to check stuff out. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually trying to um, work on a, another book about female, the history of female comedians. So, Oh, will you come back when you get that book out? Of course, I'd love to. Thank you, Betty. <laughs> that would be that would be great. And then maybe the next time you're on, we can talk about uh, the book with the great title, Everything I Need to Know I Learned from a Chick Flick. <laughs> but our time, I see, is almost up now. Well, as you can probably tell, folks, we really enjoyed that discussion with Kimberly Potts and the George Clooney fans who called in. It's obvious that uh, many of Clooney's fans agree with Kimberly that he deserves the title of the last great movie star. But I did want to mention that uh, Kimberly Potts did come back on our uh, show and talked about uh, her book, Everything I Need to Know, I Learned from a Chick Flick. So if you would like to hear that interview, just go to the archives. And I also wanted to uh, make a correction to something that I said at the beginning of the show. Um, I was talking about how much I enjoyed the comedy concepts show here on Blog Talk Radio, hosted by Nancy Lombardo, and I gave the wrong time, even though I listened to her show uh and it's on twice a week, and I listen both times. I was having a little senior moment. You could listen to Comedy Concepts at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Friday mornings at 8.30 Eastern Time on most Monday mornings. So I hope uh, that you will uh, check out Comedy Concepts on Blog Talk Radio. You won't be sorry. And then I wanted to take a few minutes here to thank the um, friends that I have on Facebook who completed the survey that I, that I asked them to do regarding their favorite George Clooney films or performances. And it's interesting that there doesn't seem to be much um, agreement on that, and it's probably because uh, George has made so many films, and he's he's been just great in most of them. But Sharon Schaefer picks The Perfect Storm, Wesley Lovell, Good Night and Good Luck, Carmen Artiaga, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Of course, he agree, uh, she agrees with me on that one. Stan Zaitlin, The Peacemaker, Felix Vasquez Jr., The Descendants, and Steve Mendoza goes for a TV performance um, in The Facts of Life. I think that uh, that George Clooney, Clooney uh, played a character named George Burnett in that. I'm going to have to check uh, YouTube, though, and see some of those episodes uh, to see if I agree with uh, with Steve on that. But thank you for uh, for sending in these uh, your picks. Uh, it really is very Fall releases. I'm really looking forward to this one. It star it co-stars Sandra Bullock with George Clooney, and I didn't know that they had been friends for 
25 years, but this is their first movie together. And in doing my research, I found out that it's directed by Alfonso Cuaron, who also helmed films like Children of Men. Now, those are those are two wonderful movies. So I think that Sandra Bullock and George Clooney are in good hands with with Mr. Cuaron. The movie is said to contain breathtaking, eye-popping, outer space visuals. Clooney's role here sounds perfect for him. He plays a wise-cracking astronaut who loves being up in space and also loves telling stories to entertain his friends and the people around him. Bullock plays a medical engineer who's still mourning the loss of her child. Now, these two characters must work together to survive after an accident leaves them adrift in space. The reviews from critics who have already seen this thriller, um, I think it was uh, shown at the Toronto Film Festival, and um, I did get a chance to read some of the reviews turned in after the critics had seen it there. Uh, some are calling it a technical marvel. Others are calling it masterful filmmaking. And the director has been working on this film for four years, I think, He's been very fortunate to have the great visual artist, Emmanuel Lebetsky, as his cinematographer. This is the guy who always helped Terrence Malick out in films like To the Wonder and A Tree of Life. And evidently, they developed an amazing new way of shooting a film. I just, I just cannot wait to see it. October 4th can't come soon enough for me. And Clooney's second upcoming film is scheduled for release on December 18th, around Christmas. It's The Monuments Men. Just look at this cast. George Clooney, Matt Damon, Bill Murray, John Goodman, Jean Dujardin. Now, that's the, uh, that's the fellow that stole the Oscar from, from George Clooney for Descendants uh, by doing such a great job in The Artist, Hugh Bonneville and Kate Blanchett. Clooney also directed this great escape-style war adventure that's based on Robert Edsel's nonfiction book about the Allied rescue of art looted by the Nazis. Now, in an article in Entertainment Weekly that uh, I read recently, Clooney says, quote, when he's talking about the movie, you got the world's greatest bad guy, Hitler, and a story that most people don't know about, the greatest art heist in the history of the world, unquote. <laughs> so that's what kind of drew him in to this movie. I think he helped also to uh, adapt it for the screen. Now, I understand the film sticks fairly close to the facts, but Clooney says that it has, of course, some things added for big screen entertainment value. Uh, he says that it's about, uh, that about 80% of the story is uh, completely true, and almost all of the scenes actually happened. I'm really looking forward to this one. It'll, it'll be a great Christmas present, I think, for George Clooney fans. Uh, Looking at the fact directing this film, uh, it started me wondering how many films he's actually directed because he definitely has uh, been bitten by the directing bug. And so I looked that up on the Internet Movie Database, and uh, these are the films that George uh, Clooney has directed. 
Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Good Night and Good Luck, Leatherheads, The Ides of March, and um, The Monuments Men is now on that list. And he's been a great producer, too. He has 29 producer credits on the Internet Movie Database. So it's, it looks like he's uh, he's going to be uh, uh, making quite a splash as a director. When, when George Clooney was asked if he preferred directing or acting, uh, I love the way he answered that. Uh, he he chose he said he he thinks he prefers directing because he'd rather be the painter than paint now i i haven't ever haven't heard of actors referred to as paint but i thought that was a very good uh answer to that uh, particular question well i see that the the time is really moving right along and uh i've had such a good time in the chat room chatting with Nikki and with Nancy from Comedy Concepts, and I see that we have uh, Lion021, who has also uh, logged in and joined us in the chat room, so I would like to welcome, welcome you, welcome Lion021, but I see that our time has really gone by, and um I was hoping that Nikki would be here to help me give a little preview about our upcoming shows on uh, Movie Addict Headquarters. She is in the chat room, but I, but she's not on the phone, so maybe I'm going to have to do to do the honors for that. Next week, we would love for you all to come back because it will be our Wizard of Oz 75th anniversary celebration. My, time passes when you're having fun, doesn't it? We've invited Lorna Luft, who's Judy Garland's daughter, to join the festivities, as well as Barry Monish from Screen World, film historian James Colt Harrison, and Diana Sanger from Classic Movie Guide. So that should be a great show. And then the following week, and this is what I wanted... Nikki to uh, to tell you about uh, we are going to do a show called Justin Timberlake his films and music Nikki Starr is Justin Timberlake's number one fan so uh, she's she's very very excited about this and she'll be in charge of Justin Timberlake's music and I will be in charge of Justin Timberlake's films. I have to mention that I think uh, Justin Timberlake is a wonderful actor. I I wasn't into his music, and so I didn't know what all the excitement was about him. But when I watch his movies, I think he's really a, a wonderful actor. And um, he's going to be uh, in two upcoming movies that look uh, very intriguing uh, before the end of the year. Runner, Runner is the name of the first one, and Inside Lewin Davis is the second one. Inside Lewin Davis is directed by the Coen brothers, and it's kind of a screwball comedy about um, a folk singer back in the 60s. Now, you know how much um, uh, George Clooney fans enjoyed Old Brother, Where Art Thou? That was a sort of a screwball Coen comedy. So maybe they'll they'll hit pay dirt again with uh, Inside Lewin Davis, 
and uh, with Justin Timberlake, I don't think that they that they can go that they can go wrong. I do see that our time is almost up, so I want to thank Kimberly Potts again for that terrific interview. I would remind everyone that George Clooney, the last great movie star, is available on Amazon.com, and Kimberly Potts's Everything I Wanted to Know I Learned from a Chick Flick is also available on Amazon.com, and I hope that you will check out uh, her book. She really has a, a very breezy, entertaining style of writing, and she packs a lot of very fascinating information into both of those uh, both of those books. I want to thank all our chatters, Comedy Con- Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts, the guests that have signed in, and Lion021. I want to give a, a special thanks to Nikki Starr for everything she does to help make Movie Addict Headquarters such fun to host. So please come back next week for our Wizard of Oz 75th anniversary celebration. Come back the following week for our Justin Timberlake his films and music show. And in the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, folks. So here's the talented A.J. Daniels to take us out with a song Nikki and I dedicate to all our Blog Talk Radio listeners. And today to Mr. George Clooney, who just might be the world's last great movie star.
Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.